Good afternoon, and thank you for enjoying it with a six-pack, the Scotty Six-Pack, the number one podcast for all things Wisconsin sports. I am your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, and you can follow me on the website formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six-Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. All right, it's just me today. Uh, we had a little bit of a scheduling snafu that caused this to come out a little bit later today than we were planning. Uh, unfortunately, our, our guest was unable to join us, but got a great breakdown here because we have one of the best games on Wisconsin basketball's schedule this season. I, I mean, like top five game this season. You you have Purdue, the Tennessee game, uh, Marquette, the other Purdue game at the end of the year, and, and Illinois probably running out like a really solid top five uh, for, for this Wisconsin basketball season. And it comes with big stakes as we have come to get used to with Wisconsin basketball and the Purdue Boilermakers playing for, you know, a share of the Big Ten title, playing on Frank Kaminsky's jersey retirement night. Just seems that these big games against Purdue, they're, they're always there and they never disappoint. Either you get wins or you get close games. Like last year, as Wisconsin is trying to fight its way into the NCAA tournament, didn't quite get there, but still brought this Purdue team, which is very similar to this year's Purdue team, to a one possession game. And of course, if we're going to talk big storylines in this game, it all starts with the big man down low, and that is reigning national player of the year, Zach Eady. Zach Eady for the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers. I mean, one of the best college basketball players that we, we've seen in the last decade, maybe longer. And I think one of the misconceptions about Zach Eady that, that is out there, and, and we're going to break down, of course, starting with Zach Eady, some of the key players on, on Purdue, and then how and why Wisconsin can beat this juggernaut Purdue team in the second half of the show. But it all starts with Zach Eady. And the misconception is that he's only good because he's huge. And look, there is part of that, that he is very good because he is such a big man. He is seven foot four, he weighs 300 pounds, and that's a lot of, of player to deal with. But it is not just that Zach Eady is a big man. It the the way he plays the game is is impressive and he has improved so much in the past couple of years that he has played in college basketball. If you think back to the 2022 game at the Cole Center between Wisconsin and Purdue where Wisconsin clinched the Big 10 title thanks to a a Chucky Hepburn banked in three-pointer uh it's a few crazy possessions. But if you think back to that game Zach Eady fouled out of that game. He has learned to control his body in a way that I think is very impressive. Of course, he draws a lot of fouls, which is going to happen when you are that large. Teams really don't have any other options but to try and foul you. Now, the thing that makes him different, despite getting to the free throw line at an absurd rate, is that he gets there and he buries those free throws. Think about Giannis. You got Shaq, some of the most iconic big men and dominant players in basketball were really great at getting to the free throw line because there was just almost no other way to stop them, but they couldn't make their free throws. 
Now, I'm not comparing Zach Eady to Giannis Antetokounmpo or to Shaquille O'Neal, but the way in which he is able to convert at the free throw line makes him a special, special player. And at the other end of the court, like we mentioned two years ago, he was fouling out of big games. Now, he has learned to control his body, is great at just defending with his arms straight up, is not fouling, has one of the lowest foul rates in the Big Ten. He's he's very impressive. And that makes him an impeccable defender and impeccable in offense where, you know, if, if you want to bring the comparison back to college basketball, think about Ethan Happ for Wisconsin. He got to the line a heck of a lot. If he could have buried his free throws, he, I mean, he would have been even better than just the All-American that he was. So it starts with Zach Eady. But the narrative around this Purdue team, which like we mentioned at the top, is still a roster very similar to last year's. The narrative last year was you have Zach Eady down low, who is going to be a big threat. But the question marks are around these young guards on the perimeter that surround him. And those young guards in Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer are back. And they're among the best three-point shooters in the country. There's a reason this Purdue offense is number one in the country by adjusted efficiency, according to Ken Palm. And let's start with Braden Smith, the point guard for Purdue, who was not named to the Bob Cousy Award watch list for the best point guard in Division I men's college basketball. And he was snubbed and is snubbed because in part, he kind of plays like Chucky Hepburn. He's not a score first point guard. He is a facilitator. And that is hard when you are a true freshman coming in. Like Chucky Hepburn has grown into his role after starting as a point guard, as a true freshman. Braden Smith has one of the best assist rates, assist rates in the country. He leads the big 10 in assist rate. And yeah, your, your assist rate is going to be quite high when the assists, assists you are getting are in large part, part because you're able to feed Zach Eady down low. But you have to be able to find those passes when every team defending your offense knows that you want to go to Zach Eady down low. So for Braden Smith to develop into this excellent point guard who's able to get the ball in there without turning it over is very impressive. He also, kind of like Zach Eady, never fouls. And he, he was good at not following last year, but is improved in that metric this year as well. And then there's Fletcher Lawyer on the wing. And it feels like every game I watch, Fletcher Lawyer, this young man, is sinking a huge three-point shot in a moment when the Boilermakers need it the most. If he was a Duke kid, I was thinking about this as I was preparing this episode. If Fletcher Lawyer played at Duke, he'd be the most hated young man in America. He is a guy who comes up, makes clutch shots in clutch moments, and there's just nothing you can do about it. And he is an X factor for Purdue in late game situations. And he's had a similar improvement this year, like Braden Smith has. These two then freshmen, now sophomore, you know, players on the perimeter. Fletcher Lawyer also never, never fouls. He hasn't been great shooting from inside the arc. But when he does get inside the arc, he gets to the free throw line at a good rate, and he's one of the best free throw shooters in the Big Ten. When he's outside of the arc, 
He is a three-point shooter who is hitting above a 51% clip in Big Ten play. And that's not even because he hasn't taken a lot of shots. He has 45 attempts from three and is hitting more than half of them. Fletcher Lawyer is an excellent, excellent, excellent player and is one of the reasons this Purdue team is even better than last year's. Now, another one of the reasons is you look at the other perimeter support that Zach Eady has, and that is Lance Jones on the wing. Lance Jones, a senior transfer from Southern Illinois, he brings a ton of experience, a big defensive presence, and if you look at the way he has stepped into this lineup and, and the way that has affected the pieces around him, you look at Ethan Morton, who is still on this Purdue roster, but has seen his minutes wane this season with Lance Jones coming in here. And then, of course, Brandon Newman, who transferred out from Purdue to Western Kentucky as Lance Jones came in here. So Lance Jones has been able to come in and, and not just provide a great defensive presence just from his experience of playing Division I college basketball for so long, but he is a much bigger scoring threat than those two guys and Ethan Morton and Brandon Newman were who were playing this similar role to Lance Jones was a season ago. And that really has elevated even maybe more than the growth of the young guards had Lance Jones addition to this team has really elevated this Purdue offense because you can only ask for so much more from Zach Eady. And it's not that Zach Eady has even really regressed. It's, it's just what, what more can you ask Zach Eady to do? So all the improvements to this Purdue offense, all of these pieces around it that we've talked about, Braden Smith taking a jump, Fletcher Lawyer taking a jump, and then Lance Jones being another jump on the wing alongside Fletcher Lawyer, who have really, really, really improved this offense. And of course, Lance Jones can also shoot the three, which comes as no surprise because Matt Painter has done a really excellent job pairing Zach Eady, a huge threat in the low post, with three-point shooters all around him. And that's exactly what you want teams with dominant big men to do. That's what the Milwaukee Bucks have done for so long, trying to support and surround Giannis Antetokounmpo with shooters on the perimeter. So with all of these key contributors for Purdue and the improvements they've made this season, quite frankly, what is Wisconsin's key to beating this Purdue team that was already bested by last season. Well, we're going to talk about that right after the break here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at TickPick. Because TickPick is where I get tickets to any event that I want to go to. And man, if I don't want to go to this Purdue-Wisconsin game tomorrow at the Kohl Center, get in there. And TickPick's going to give you the best price on tickets because they don't believe in hidden fees. How awful is it every time you go in and you want to find tickets to a concert, to a game, you're worried about those tickets going quickly, you click through, you add them to your cart, next thing you're ready to check out, and the price has gone up 50, 100 bucks on you. Well, that's no fun, especially when you're trying to get these tickets quickly, and now you're faced with a tough decision. TickPick doesn't believe in hidden fees. You're going to get the best price on TickPick for anything you want to go to. Concerts, comedy shows, basketball games, football games. Get to this game at the Kohl Center tomorrow. It is going to be electric. The winner from this is going to walk away with a outright lead in the Big Ten standings. And TickPick's going to get you there for the cheapest price. If they don't, they're actually going to refund you 110% of the difference for tickets that you find somewhere else. 
for a better price. TickPix can give you that difference in credit for your next purchase. Plus, if you use my link in the podcast description, link in the YouTube show description, use the link that's on the screen now. You're going to save 10 bucks on your first order. So go to the TickPick app, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, or the website you can get to by clicking the link in the podcast description. Save 10 bucks on your first order. Get to this Purdue Wisconsin basketball game. Never pay hidden fees for tickets ever again. Uh, coming up next week on the show now, we're going to break down this you know, Wisconsin-Purdue basketball game, of course. And we're also going to be able to get into a little bit of uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota hockey. That that series, of course, ongoing. Minnesota took the first game last night in overtime. A little bit of a disappointment there, but Wisconsin has a chance to take that game again tonight. Top 10 ranked matchup at the Kohl Center. Again, in hockey. Huge weekend at the Kohl Center. If, if you're not going on TickPick to get basketball tickets, man, get those tickets to the Kohl Center. They had a record crowd this season uh, at, the, at the Kohl Center. Last night, for over 14,000, nearly 15,000. And that record's going to get smashed again tonight. Uh, just an excellent, excellent environment at the Kohl Center. Hockey is so freaking back. Uh, it, it is awesome. We're going to break down the weekend in Wisconsin sports. Also, be able to break down... Um, where's my schedule here? Okay. Um, trying to get some Brewers-Bucks conversation on Tuesday. And then we'll be talking Wisconsin basketball the rest of the week as the Badgers take on Rutgers and Michigan uh, previewing, recapping those episodes, efforting some solid guests for those for those shows as well. Um, if you are looking for some, some conversation about this game as it is ongoing, this Purdue game on Sunday, uh, I'm going to be going live on Spaces. I guess you can call it X Spaces, uh, the website formerly known as Twitter Spaces. Uh, at halftime during the game, discussing you know what's going right, what's going wrong for the Badgers. Maybe take some listener calls if there's a lot to vent about. Uh, so be there for that spaces for about 15 minutes there at the half. Um, otherwise, stay stay tuned to myself on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbris. Uh, we'll probably be making a, a guest spot, uh, talk some Wisconsin sports on Sunday morning as well. A little, little Bucks, a little Badgers action before uh, day kicks off. Um, but... Before we deal with all that, we, we got to talk about how Wisconsin is going to win this game. And first, I think we can look at what the games Purdue has played close tells us about how you want to try to attack this Boilermakers team. Purdue, of course, has two losses on the season. One to Northwestern and one to Nebraska. Northwestern also took Purdue to overtime in Mackey Arena earlier this year. Um, realizing just now I actually have a Lafayette Aviators hat on, a uh, little little uh, collegiate summer league baseball team in uh, in, in Lafayette, Indiana. Um, nice, nice little happenstance. But Northwestern and Nebraska, the two teams that have beaten Purdue this season, had one thing in common. They both shot 50% or better from three in that game. Just elite electric shots. They were also... Uh, games that Purdue had to play on the road. So in the game against Nebraska that Purdue lost, which Purdue lost by 16, Nebraska shot nearly 61% from beyond the arc. Now, means that you don't need to shoot 61% from beyond the arc in order to beat Purdue uh, because winning by 16, 
you don't got to do quite all that. You don't got to do all that damage. You, you just want to walk away with a win. In the overtime win over Northwestern uh, that Purdue had, uh, the Wildcats also shot almost 52% from three in that game. So shooting your threes, making your threes, goes a really, really long way in, in beating this team, of course. Now, you could say, well, any team that makes 50% of their shots from three is probably going to win that game. Well, yeah, I, I, I can understand that point. But I think that it tells us, if you dig into the numbers a little bit deeper, it, it reveals a pattern about teams that play Purdue close and how they can beat them. And other close games that Purdue has had this season. The game against the Tennessee Volunteers, an, an opponent that Wisconsin fans should be familiar with because they also came into the Kohl Center this season. The Vols shot a lot of threes in that game, just didn't make them, okay? Against Rutgers, Arizona, and Marquette, those three teams when they played Purdue, they shot three of the four lowest volume of threes against the Spoilermakers team this season, but all kept it within single digits. So there are two different recipes here for teams against Purdue to keep it close or, you know, ways that Purdue tries to shut down teams depending on, you know, the, the game script there, either allowing a lot of threes compared to the shots taken on the field or allowing very few threes compared to the shots in total taken uh, fr from the field. So I think one of the biggest questions in this game is will Purdue try to chase Wisconsin off the three-point line or would they rather dare teams to make their threes and protect the paint with Zach Eady and make those threes and just try to keep up at enough of a rate of making those three-pointers that you know you can keep up with a scoring Zach Eady is going to get down low as well as the other three-point shooters that Purdue has. So between these two scenarios of letting Purdue chase you off the three-point line or taking what you can get on the perimeter. I think Wisconsin has to take the approach of shooting and making a higher volume of threes than they usually do. And I said this, I made a point similar to this on the Twitter spaces at halftime uh, for the Nebraska game on Thursday, which was that when Nebraska was taking away the paint early in that game, in the first half as well, I had said, I think this is a good preview game, a good game to play before the Badgers play Purdue because Zach Eady is going to take away so much down low and Wisconsin's going to need to win a game where they can make a higher volume of threes. Now, maybe don't want to have to shoot as many threes as Wisconsin did in that game uh, by proportion, but it, it at least was a good practice run for, for a way in which this Wisconsin basketball team is going to have to win this game, I think, in my opinion. Because if you look at the way Tyler Wall and Steven Crowell struggled against Nebraska, you can see those two guys struggling in the same way against this Purdue team last year at the Kohl Center. Steven Crowell and Tyler Wall, of course, only had seven shot attempts from the field against Nebraska. Really, really, really low. Wall and Crowell last year against Purdue, Stephen Crowell made only one shot from two. Not good. And only took three shots from inside the three-point arc on the night. All right, not great. Tyler Wall, he had nine attempts from inside the three-point arc 
but only made one. This Purdue team is really good at taking away Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall, and, and a lot of these pieces are exactly the same. All, all the pieces down low are exactly the same for, for this Purdue team. And we saw Tyler Wall and Stephen Crowell struggle against a Nebraska team on Thursday night with teams that are going to intentionally take away the inside game. That means Wisconsin is going to need to win this game with some perimeter shooting. That means you need more Connor Asijan minutes. And of course, earlier this year, I wrote a piece arguing against the case for Connor Asijan minutes. Now, the need for Connor Asijan minutes has returned. He is playing much improved compared to how he was earlier in the year. And we talked about on the Nebraska recap show how Connor Asijan sat the entire second half against Nebraska. And that is unacceptable in this game because the starters at the end of that Wisconsin-Nebraska game were gassed. Chucky Hepburn, gassed. Max Klesmit, gassed. They needed more rest in that game and sitting Connor Asijan for this entire second half is not going to do it because those starters are going to need rest, going to need to be able to defend vigorously down the stretch of this game. and. Connor Asijan's your most lethal three-point shooter. Every time it seems that Greg Gard takes Asijan off the bench and sets up a play for him to get a shot, he buries it. I mean, he had four minutes uh, against Nebraska in the first half, took one shot, and made it. You're going to need that from Wisconsin in this game. And Greg Gard, who notoriously shortens his bench in the second half of games, is going to have to be okay with giving Connor Asijan more minutes. He sat the entire second half against Nebraska, and Connor Asijan also sat the entire second half against Minnesota. He also only got one minute in the second half against Michigan State and against Penn State. Of course, that Minnesota game, also very close. That Penn State game, also very close. You're going to need more. When it comes to other shooters in the game, think about A.J. Store. A.J. Store is a piece that was this Wisconsin team didn't have last year, and I criticized AJ store a little bit in, in the Nebraska game after the fact for, you know, kind of just chucking up some threes. He made quite a few of them. I think you're going to have to take the good with the bad from AJ store in this game, because if he's feeling a groove, you want him to keep shooting on the groove because you're going to need to make and take some extra shots from the perimeter in this one to keep up with Purdue. And then third, Chucky Hepburn. Chucky Hepburn is having a down year from beyond the arc. He needs a better night tonight. This is the worst three-point shooting performance uh, season by season in Chucky Hepburn's career. He was 0 for 5 from 3 against Nebraska. You can't have that in this one. Otherwise, Wisconsin does not stand a chance, quite frankly. All right. That's what Wisconsin has to do on offense. How just Wisconsin slow down the number one offense in the country, according to adjusted efficiency by, uh, according to Ken Bob, you need to force Purdue to be one dimensional. The games Purdue has fared the best in this season is when they have about a mid 30% share of their shots from the field taken beyond the arc. Now what that means, you want Purdue to shoot either a huge volume of threes compared to their total number of shots 
or a very small volume of threes compared to their total shots. I think there are two defensive scripts for the Badgers to win this game. And take either one. Because, you know, I, I mentioned there are two offensive scripts for the Badgers to win, maybe. And I think they have to take the one that involves a lot of three-point shooting. On defense, I think you can you can go either way, depending on what Greg Gard thinks his best personal matchup is. The two scripts are you try to force Purdue into shooting more than 40% of its total shots from the field as three-pointers. You want them to force, you want Wisconsin to force Purdue into shooting 40 plus percent of their shots from the field as three-pointers. Most of the time you can keep it close. The second script is you chase Purdue off of the three-point line. And if you can make it so that they are shooting fewer than one-third of their shot attempts from three, you can also keep it close. But making Purdue one-dimensional is not enough to win. You still need to execute at a high level on offense. It is a necessary but insufficient standard to beat Purdue. You're going to need all things clicking here, but making them one-dimensional on offense is the very, very, very first step that you have to take if you are the Wisconsin Badgers. Which brings me to my wrap-up of sorts here, which is that Wisconsin can win this game. In the one meeting these two teams had last year, Wisconsin was a team that missed the NCAA tournament. And they took an eventual number one seed, Purdue, to a one-possession game, to a 63-61 game at the Kohl Center. And these two teams are largely the same. I think both of these teams are improved. This Purdue team is better because you have Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, who have improved, and of course, Lance Jones. This Wisconsin team is still largely the same, but I think a bit better. Chucky Hepburn, has gotten back into his role as a playmaker rather than a primary scorer. And that hurt the Badgers in this game last year when Wisconsin had to rely on Chucky Hepburn as a primary scorer. In the Wisconsin-Purdue game last year, Chucky Hepburn took 12 shots from the field. Chucky Hepburn has only taken 12 shots from the field in one game this season, and that is the overtime game against Nebraska. So more minutes in that game. It's the only game that Chucky Hepburn has taken as many shot attempts on a per-game basis than as he did last year against Purdue. Plus, if you dig into the numbers more, Chucky Hepburn has only recorded double-digit shot attempts, 10, 11, or 12, besides that Nebraska game, three other times this season, all of them back in November when he was adapting back to this playmaker first role rather than this score first role. This is a role that suits Chucky Hepburn much better and one that he can pull off. The other ways in which Wisconsin has improved. Starting defense has improved. You move Connor Siege into the bench. That's a big one. I did mention why I think he needs more minutes in this game, but you, you need a little bit of a better starting defense. It's it's still true that Wisconsin held this Purdue team to 63 points last year, but in the way that Purdue has improved on offense with the year of growth from Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith and bring in Lance Jones, you're going to need even better defense than this team brought last year. And then of course there's AJ, AJ store who is a, a talent unmatched by anybody else on this Wisconsin basketball roster on offense. Maybe you get a huge game from Max Klesman. 
that there are so many other ways that this Wisconsin basketball team can score in so many other shooters on this team compared to last year. Wisconsin can win this game. You make pretty one dimensional, you make your threes and you have a recipe to walk out of the Kohl center on Sunday afternoon with an outright lead in the big 10 standings. And it's a game you're going to have to win if you want to win a big 10 title, because you have to return to Purdue on Zach Eady's senior night at the end of the regular season. You're probably not winning that one. This is the one you got to get. Uh, so that's going to do it for today's recap. Recap, preview, whatever you want to call it. Today's preview of Wisconsin basketball versus Purdue. As a reminder, we're going to be live on Twitter spaces during halftime of this game. You can find it by following me, your host, Kedrick Stumbrus, on the website formerly known as Twitter at Kedrick Stumbrus, and follow the podcast at Scanny Sixpack. For the latest updates in Wisconsin sports, thank you for listening on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. While you are here, hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, hit that bell so you get notified as soon as we upload new episodes, like the one we're going to have on Monday, recapping this game that I think is just going to be electric. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty Sixpack on Wisconsin. Let's go.